0: You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus.
1: Hello and welcome to this week fifteen episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is One and only. Marcus Henson. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you. If only people could see the pose you were making while your
2: intro music was playing. <laughs> I'm just imagining now, I've got my cape on me isn't it? and it in the breeze just standing over some city just London probably stereotypical English city just yeah awesome could be standing over Def- Seattle with a cape in a week and a half <laughs> oh my god it is only like a week and a half away, isn't it it's ridiculous now
1: 10 days to the Legends Cup final 10 days till we're across the pond anyways Joining us later on the show, we have Sarah Thompson from the Omaha Heart. So be interesting to get her take on their season. And bearing in mind, she was one of the pre-agents that got brought in to try and salvage the team. First, before we get into that though, let us start with some news. Here
3: is the news. <laughs>
1: First up this evening we have some breaking news that's just gone up on the LFL 360 website and that is that Omaha Heart has released all of its coaching staff, including head coach Dante Allen. Marcus, what do you make of that?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's be, to be that unexpected. Um, there's a nice little clip um, on the 360 channel, If you see that, and it actually shows that um uh, Colton speaking with um, coach Allen after after the last game it's just uh, he'd come to peace with it he knew he didn't do a good enough job and I think you have to come to a point when you realise that you're not the man to take this club forward
1: and then yeah we'll put that in the show notes as well actually just so that people can see that clip obviously um, and we'll come on more to the game itself uh, when we get to our game review <laughs> Also, we're getting to that point in the year. Not only are we getting closer and closer to the playoffs and the Legends Cup itself, but it's awards time around the league. So all the nominations have gone up on the LFL 360 website, starting off with their annual awards. So we have the League MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. New this year, we have the Lineman Award or In the Trench Award, as they've called it. We have our Rookie of the Year. Coach of the Year, Team of the Year, Eighth Man Award for the Best Fans, and the Mortazza Award. I think I've pretty much got all of them there, haven't I, sir? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And this year as well, in true LFL Talk fashion, we're also going to be having our own awards, which are
2: Marcus. So we've got some serious awards, and we also thought we'd lighten our mood with a a couple of less fresher, silly awards. So our serious ones, we're going to have Marcus's Most Improved Player, it's going to be my little award. I'm looking for the most improved uh, player this season. And then we're also going to have one which is called Adri's All-Rounder Award for the player who's done the, their best to, to play on both sides of the football, offence and defence, someone who gives 150% every single down and of course we're looking for you guys at home to, to contribute to our fans player of the year all you gotta do is get in touch with us by tweeting at Ballhawks Nest or remember
0: hey guys if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com <laughs>
1: And to finish off the news, we're going to be going through the Hall of Fame nominations for the 2015 class. We're going to give you their name and then we'll also be playing in the audio from when they heard that they'd been nominated for this year's Hall of Fame class. So we start with Lauren Ziegler.
0: Man, I I, I truly don't even know what to say. My heart is racing right now. I'm shaking and... it's it's truly a blessing and I'm so grateful and thankful to one to be given the opportunity to play in this league and to be given the chance to prove myself uh, but more so to meet such great people and just excel in and grow in this sport that who would ever thought it would ever been created you know and it truly is a blessing to be just set next to some of these amazing athletes that's been through this league and that are still in this league you know and I don't think of myself as anything greater than anybody in this league Um, but it is an amazing feeling and a blessing to be compared to some of these people that are here. Um, And I'm super thankful and grateful. And like I I said, I can't even stop shaking right now. I I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me um, and all the opportunities that you have given me. And what a lot of people don't see is how much this league has has impacted me as a person um in my athletic world but also in my real world and i've grown so much to just appreciate people and appreciate opportunity and just be thankful for everything that i have and just to be thankful for being able to wake up and play this sport you know and again mitch and the lfl has truly been a blessing to me in my life and helped me grow and helped me be a role model to to other people that i who would have known that they would have ever known who i was um but i am again i can't say it enough i'm truly thankful and truly grateful for everything
1: next up nominated was ashley solano (laughs)
0: all right well thank you man i'm that's all that's awesome that's something i've worked for my whole entire life since i was eight years old i mean can't ask for something like that you just got to wait for your time and what it means for me to be um a nominee for the hall of fame it it means the world to me because this is what i do i play football that's you know that's who i am i played since i was eight years old and um i'm just excited now that you know people can look at me as a hall of fame because obviously that's that's a dream come true for me
1: then we had a quite emotional jessica hopkins
0: to be nominated for uh the Hall of Fame for this year is just amazing. Just validates all the hard work um, that I put in over the last six years with this team, not only on the field, but off the field. Um, just constantly grinding in the gym, always working hard on my own to make sure that I, I bring my best game every game, every time that I step on the field. Um, you know, So to be recognized by the league is, is amazing. I'm very grateful for the time that I have had here. If this is my last year, which I hope it's not, um, that would just be amazing. Even just to be nominated is, you know, very humbling. And I'm just so appreciative of the league and everybody that's involved with it for this
1: experience. And finally, as we've just seen today, Liz Gorman.
4: Well... (laughs) This is normally when I do that sprint, you know, that lap I do around the arena, and then I actually have crowds, so if I yell, it's kind of normal because no one can really hear me unless I'm miked. But, um, you know, I'm just really grateful. Uh, I've I've never really been able to share fully my whole experience with the league, and um, I just... To be acknowledged is something that is so precious. Um, to have one fan, you know, even if it was my mom, it it's a big deal. So to have others um, just appreciate uh, what you've done uh, means so much to me. You know, it, it has been a long journey in my life personally, but um, football was everything to me. I anyone that knows me knows I lived it. I breathed it. Um, I worked so hard at everything I did and I just I'm really grateful you know I'm, I'm really honored because um, I had to. you know I haven't been playing in a little bit and I missed the game and it's kind of like yesterday I played but um, I'm just so happy that people can recognize that I had an impact and I was there for a reason and hopefully it was all positive and I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Sure, if there are going to be any more nominations for the Hall of Fame, but Marcus, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, who would your money be on at this
2: stage? If I'm going to put my money on it, I probably have to go with uh, Liz Gorman.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to disagree there because she was one of the players that, that got me into the sport when I saw how much of a rover she was on defense, the tackle she was making, and the hit she was laying out there. Everything she'd kind of done for the early
2: years of the sport, I think. And and was the face of the league for quite a while as well. She absolutely, is. I think she's sorely missed, and I'm, I'm pretty sure all the fans out there would love to see it back on the field
1: yeah me included absolutely if we can get back back out on the field then that would be absolutely amazing so with that we will be back with our game review
4: LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android
1: or iPhone. We now come on to our game review from Saturday night between Omaha Heart and Chicago. In Omaha, in the farm there in Nebraska, always a great atmosphere. First place I want to start, first drive. No Christelle Harris. Looks like she got a bit of a rest for this game.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's it made sense. I mean, it's uh, I don't want to say it was um, a mean-nothing game. This was never a mean-nothing game. This had a lot of contention for for the hearts. They wanted to go out on a positive, and it had a lot, uh, of course, for the bliss, because this is the tune-up before you hit the playoffs on the big-time scale, you know? You can't just try and coast in. You want to go in hot.
1: Absolutely, and thinking of that, on the first drive, we saw quite a lot of... Heather Fair passing. She was on target for most of her throws and then finished off the drive with a cheeky little one-yard sneak into the end zone.
2: Someone I really noticed um in that first drive and she continued to go on throughout the game was uh, uh, Sabria Civilian. as the second receiver in that sort of core. You now, she really, especially the cutting routes across the middle of the field, she's got such pace that she just burns her, her defensive back. Um So she just makes separation. And
1: I can't talk about that first drive without coming onto their cheeky little dance celebration after that
2: first score did you happen to catch that sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah those guys are loving it I mean why not I mean let's face it yeah you know away from home you're in front of a a great packed um, crowd by the looks of it, you know, let's face it, Omaha has amazing fans and they always turn up, you know, doesn't matter that 0-5, they've still got a full house there.
1: Coming on to Omaha, actually, we did notice that they had a new QB for this particular matchup. They had Kayleen Coulson in to start the game rather than Anonka Dixon. What did you make of that? Do you think she maybe got pulled because of the fact that she
2: was accused of not trying or do you think she was genuinely injured? I don't know, but eight yards, uh, of, of passing offense in two games is going to get most people questioning stuff. Um, for me, it was a case of actually, you know what? Kayleen looked good under center. You saw certain mechanisms there where under, the, uh, taking a snap under center, she looked composed. You know, there wasn't no fumbling of the ball. It wasn't as though. So, you know, she's basically been, right, it's your turn to do quarterback this week. Oh, God. Um, no, of course, new quarterback, it meant that there was a lot of run, that there was a lot of different looks with the run. They were masking it in loads of different ways, lots of formations, and it actually meant that there was some positive gains. On that first drive.
1: Yeah, not just the first drive, to be honest. I thought throughout the night, they did manage to, to move the ball quite well. And again, it's something they've done over the last few weeks. They seem to be managing to move the ball up and down the field, but they just don't seem to be able to punch it into the end zone with the exception of um, the couple of touchdowns they scored in their
2: last game. And speaking of not getting in the end zone, ah, oh, some of the greatest tactical coaching I saw from, from coach Hack. So clever when he takes that time out and, uh, and gets. Heather to basically move into the neutral zone and touch the, the offensive player to force them into the 10 yards. Of course, guys, uh, anyone who doesn't know in the LFL, offense inside your 10 yards. You only have to line up a yard off them rather than the three yards. So it meant that they could attack so much better. I thought that was so clever. It was so innovative that it just brought that dimension. It just showed how... Far further along, like the football scale, list I just that they outplayed, outfought, and unfortunately, just you know, overpowered heart and such a, a a dogged, determined. You know, they didn't give up. They didn't sit back and let themselves get squashed. No, they kept fighting. Yeah, and thinking of what you were just saying
1: there about Coach Hack, it just reminds me of what Coach Robinson said about Coach Hack on Commissioner's Corner last week, and that was that um, Coach Hack is very cerebral when it comes to the game.
2: I honestly think that he has got to be one of the most switched-on coaches in the league, and he's gonna if you're gonna give them an advantage, um, he's gonna find a way of exploiting it and turning it, in, turning it on you. You. Um, and, and why not? I mean, you saw the Red Zone defense, you know, they were moving it down the field when they had the three yards of sort of cushion that you get in the middle of the field. You saw the likes of, of Sarah Thompson and Heather Hudson for Omaha, who were really doing the most of the running. They, they, you know, they were gaining five yards, three yards, you know, and they just kept that sort of methodic. It was like, it's just really bad. I've, um, I apologize for this analogy, but it's like any given Sunday when he says, we fight for those inches and all, all those little inches will add up. And they did, you know, they, they didn't go down the ball flashy. They didn't score the long bomb. They just started moving down the, down the field and they did got something moving. It's just the fact is when you compress that field, it's just difficult in the red zone to score on a good defense when they're literally lined a yard off your nose
1: and especially when there's so many of them lining up in the box as well because they pretty much play with one back don't they when they get to that situation you've got as good as six people on the line of scrimmage every you two cornerbacks out there and then they just condense the four in front of the line of scrimmage normally and bringing up Heather Fur to then kind of use her speed to blitz through as, as she mentioned when she was on the show earlier in the year but I think there's only so much we can talk about the game I feel obviously the final score was Chicago 26 Omaha 0 if you're Omaha obviously now coachless as well what do you take from this season and how do you move forward
2: I think if you're Omaha you take from this season look it was unstructured it was messy it was unorganised that's the one I get really from this the teams that have done well they're organised they brought in free agents early you know Um, Atlanta got the guys from Jacksonville early Seattle done really well this year What did they do? Well, they brought in KK and Danica back early Back in their team, get people set It's not just a case of third game in Oh, we best bring some people in to try and save our season It's too late, ship sunk, doesn't matter You know, you can have a new staff It's going to be a whole lot of change And I think there's got to be a little bit of faith A little bit of trust Um, Give the people who are coming in A chance to actually see what they can do don't just say, that's it, Omaha Hearts done, the franchise is done. Give someone some time, let's have a rebuild, and let's keep this, this, this thing going, and let's keep the ball rolling.
1: Yeah, and no, I'm pretty sure, to be honest, that Omaha is going to keep a franchise. I think with the way the fans are there, I don't think Mr. Mortaza is going to move the team anywhere else, to be honest, because they do have such a great fan base that it would be killer to move them away from there. Just like you say, get a new head coach in, so maybe December time, something like that, just give them plenty of time, if not before, to work with the team in the off-season and get something structured, ready for when there's potentially going to be even more teams to compete against. Just going to finish off this little segment with a little bit of a sidetrack and that is now to look forward to the playoffs. Next weekend, Marcus, we have both conference games we have the Western conference between Seattle and Los Angeles and the Eastern conference between Atlanta and Chicago both obviously at Toyota Park in Chicago so outside firstly which I am really looking forward to having a game that means so much where they've got the freedom to play they don't have to worry about bouncing the necks off the walls it's just going to be two absolute barn burners
2: yeah and i I really like that I love the fact it's a double header I think that's been greatly sort of worked in and i know i think this is going to prove to be a success and i think this could be a way that we look forward now in successive years i think this will be a really well formatted layout the two games for me i mean we've just spoken about the east so we might as well stay in the east for me this this matchup is going to be it's it seems bad to just lay it down to this one thing, but for me, it's the battle of the quarterbacks. We've got Dakota Hughes. She's got the rocket arm. She's got the receivers. And for me, on the other side, you've got Heather Fur. I mean, you only had to look at the game against Omaha. She was missing so many easy completions. And, I mean, for a tune-up game, she should, you know, she's she's going to be coming in cold. She's not going to like that performance. She knows she can do better than that. Uh, we've seen it at points in the year be actually on pinpoint. So she's got to make sure that she has the perfect game, I think, it's going to be down to the two quarterbacks. And let's face it, Chicago's defense is it's more aggressive. It's more attacking. Uh, I think they've got the better corner play. So for me, it's going to be how they defend. So it's, it's QBs versus defense. That game for me. I don't know about how you feel. Um, well, I've got a couple of points on that game, to be honest. They're very similar,
1: I think. And for me, Chicago, in order to win the game, it's all about that run game with Christel Harris and trying to get Ali Alberts involved as well. I think if they get Christel and Ali involved early, they'll both be in the game and then they'll have a major impact on the outcome um, and how the Chicago secondary deals with Lauren Ziegler, because let's not forget that that's going to be a big factor too. I
2: guess that's the the way, isn't it? You, you think of the Ferrari and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. That's why I think... If if you're Coach Robinson, you're now sitting there going, "Guess what, guys? We shut down the Ferrari. Heather fur has got nothing. You know, she couldn't complete passes on Omaha." If, I, if I'm Coach Robinson, that's how I game plan. I, sh- I I I put the brakes on the Ferrari and force Heather Fur to win the game. And you know what, though, if they do
1: do that, I can guarantee you she'll win them that game. But anyway, <laughs> <and for laughs> Atlanta, I have faith. You know, right. I may be the only one. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm probably not the only one, but. I have faith in I have faith in the Rockstar, but for Atlanta to win, um, they need to control the clock and, as we said, Harris um, and keep a tight leash on Alberts. Again, you see, this is the thing, because not only is Alberts a threat in the passing game, but if they don't focus on her enough, then she'll become a threat in the running game with those end arounds and potentially even throwing a couple of deep balls herself down the field.
2: So For me, this is going to be a close game. I think we saw the season opener was one score. I think we go back to this. Going to be a one score game. This going to be the difference.
1: Yeah, if both teams play to their full potential, then it should only be like a one-score game, and it'll come right down to the wire. Then we come on now to the Western Conference then, so between Seattle and LA. LA apparently are back to full strength, so they've got no excuses anymore. It's going to be mano
2: <laughs> a mano, <laughs> so to speak. I wish people could see the smile on your face when you started talking about LA. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those ones where there was a lot of talk about how L.A. beat Seattle at full strength. And then throughout the year, they were subsequently weakened. Um, and that's the only reason why Seattle went on to take the conference. No doubt about it. Seattle beat Seattle in that first game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. That's, I, I, I have my doubts that for me, with the acquisition of free agents newly um, signed to Seattle, the ideas of Teresa Petrosello and, um, damn, I've forgotten the centre. Uh, Jen why brought- isn't it? That's it. Who's been brought over. So they've got, you know, KK's got a center that she's competent with. that so she's worked with Jacksonville. They've got, uh, Stevie Snort, uh, is now moved back into the, as a running back rather than having to be on line now again. Um, they've got the, 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 the change up of pace with Gilmore. They've got Brim Render and, and Hopkins on the outside. The defense is just, uh, aggressive. Um, I just, I'd, I'd like to see what happens because, I mean, it's going to be, this is going to be physical. This is going to be beating up four quarters of pain. Yeah, it's going to be one of those games.
1: I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got it in my notes. you know, The things for, for Seattle to win, it's all about getting bodies on Gax and pushing her backwards, getting her on the floor to allow Schnorr to run through. With LA, again, it's the the counter to that, stopping the run, pressuring KK,
2: and um, hoping Solano stays fit for the whole game. That's the really big, the thing that's just like warning signs flashing at me. Solano, how fit is she? How ready is she to come back and play? Yeah, I think you're right. LA, Borso, Sherry Owaga, that running game. It's really heated up. Can you stop that Seattle? Both, both Carmen and Sherry are they are physical tough runners it's not like a flash thunder sort of thing we got going on i mean they got a ruler for the real speedster but it's just a case of it's power it's power football versus power football and if you love smash mouth football this is the game for you i couldn't have said it any better myself buddy
1: and with that we will leave that there when we come back we will have our guest the world's
3: fastest growing sport arrives to youtube Legends Football League.
0: Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. It's not nothing. They want to brawl, they don't want to play football.
1: Intensity, beauty. Ah! Subscribe to this channel and gain
3: access into locker rooms inside the Huddle. Every other they the outside, it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I
0: want to do is just. Make everyone happy. Give 100 percent
1: And only games in high definition. Subscribe
3: and never miss out on LFL Action.
0: This is Lauren Ziegler with the Elena Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian
4: Marcus. I just want to be given the chance
2: were the pioneers that built women's football.
4: The opportunity to succeed,
2: or even to
3: fail.
2: You are the league of their own.
3: You ain't got no chance to redeem yourself. This is it. The LFL on Fuse. Saturdays, starting April 18th.
1: We are now joined on the show by Free Agent Pickup and running back for the Omaha Heart, Sarah Thompson. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi,
3: hey, thanks for having
1: me. You're most welcome. Before we start, please can I ask who or what inspired you to start playing in the LFL? Um, Well, I've
3: always been an athlete, um, soccer player, growing up, and I've played competitively. I traveled um, I was on a traveling team. Unfortunately, because of some family issues, I was unable to play college football or college soccer, excuse me. And so I always had that drive to still want to play sports and compete. Uh, When the LFL came to the Omaha area, I thought, you know, that sounds pretty awesome. And I tried out the first year and made the team.
1: Have you always been a football fan? Is it something you've always followed or was it something you only picked up recently?
3: definitely something I always followed. Here in Nebraska, that's pretty much all we have is football. So I've uh, been a huge Husker fan my whole life and followed that team and uh, recently got more into pro football, but definitely always been a Husker fan for life. It's been around.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's fair to say. When we see how the fans are in Omaha, actually, it looks as though you've got some really passionate fans there.
3: Yeah, definitely. We have a great supporting group. I appreciate you know them sticking by our, our side to... This tough season, um, I know it's hard for them to watch and it, it makes it difficult to support a team, you know, when they're doing not as well as you hoped, but we appreciate the fans that have stuck behind us for sure.
1: This was your second year in the league. Can I ask? who it was or what it was that made you come back because I think you were picked up as a free agent during the season
3: I was excited when Dante reached out to me and um, I've always kept up on working out and staying in shape and you know my city needed me I really liked this group of girls as well and so I just thought it was a good opportunity for me to get back into it
1: excellent now Omaha has struggled a little bit this year and I think a lot of that may be due to inexperience but how would you say the rookies have evolved during the season
3: I think they're awesome. You know, between the leadership of me and, you know, veteran Sarah Robinson, we've tried and we've tried getting, you know, the girls to bring what they do in practice to the field. But I don't know if it's their nerves that get them or what happens. But um, we had definitely have improved from, you know, the games from the season. It's just we were not executing on the field what we were doing in practice, unfortunately.
1: And being one of the more experienced players on the team, how have you found stepping into that leadership role?
3: Uh, I've loved it. I was actually always team captain for my soccer team. Um, I feel another thing about Omaha is I really liked the leadership role. There wasn't enough of that kind of mentality um, of the girls wanting to be leaders and wanting to step up. Um, So I think that was one of the big reasons why... You know, they kind of fell short at the beginning of the season. They didn't have that leadership to get the girls going and to get the girls encouraged.
1: And thinking of that, we've recently heard that actually all of the coaching staff, including Coach Allen, have actually been released from the Omaha Heart. But what was Coach Allen like to Mm -hmm. play for?
3: I loved him. I mean, he taught me everything I know from day one. So I appreciate him a lot, and he's a great person. You know, he's he's a great father. You know, we I've got to know him really well these past few years. And, you know, I have nothing bad to say about him, but I do agree. You know, the the team's gonna do good with a fresh start, and maybe someone new coming in can teach us what he couldn't but he was a great coach. Like I said, what I've learned so far, I learned from him and I think he's done a great job.
1: With that said, does that mean you'll be back playing for Omaha next year?
3: Yes, I definitely plan on it.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm just going to bring in Marcus now because I know he has uh, a few questions for you as well, Sarah.
2: So, I'm just putting it down now to the game against Chicago and it seemed like the team had, was playing with some real conviction, a right chip on their shoulders. Could you describe a little bit of the feeling in the locker room, sort of pre-game, going into it?
3: Yeah, our mentality was, you know, we have nothing to lose and Chicago had everything to lose. We really wanted to give a good show for our fans at the last game and end the season on a high note. So in the off-season, you know, we could get going and build on that for next year. That was the lowest points I've ever been scored on us in the season, so leave that you know defense improved a little bit but unfortunately we're still we're unable to get on the scoreboard that's something we're definitely going to work in the off season and definitely get an off season program going for the girls to stay in shape and bring it next year
2: that's the thing is is next year starts now and and, I'm thinking of next year I mean we Mm -hmm. saw you playing multiple positions uh, running back wide receiver um, you're on defense Um, will you be playing sort of multiple positions next year do you think
3: I think it depends what the coach wants to do it wears on your body going both ways and it kind of makes it difficult but um, you just got to be in shape for it and if they need me to play both ways I definitely will I have no problem I was actually a defensive player in soccer so defense normally was all my mindset Dante puts me at both positions and I think he was throwing me in at wide receiver this year because of the lack of I guess hands on the team um, especially with Jenna Holt backed out and didn't come back we needed some hands but also with our rookie quarterbacks we weren't actually throwing a lot as well.
2: So that pretty much answers um what would be your favorite position then. I'm guessing you're your your defensive first.
3: I actually I love running back. I think it's great. You know, it fires me up more when I get hit and the girl yelling in my face. It just it gives me more um I guess excitement to just want to run it down the field and get going. But yeah, I definitely enjoy being running back.
2: Now, um playoffs, we want to get your perspective as someone who's played. Both, uh, Chicago and Atlanta in the playoffs, who do you think is going to progress to Legends Cup?
3: Who do I think or who do I want to? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> oh, tough, I don't know. Tough I know. I know.
3: I mean, both teams are great teams. Um, Chicago has the experience, more experience behind them and it, with along with the coaching and just the players that have been together for a long time. But I think Atlanta ultimately has the better athletes. So really it depends who brings it the most and who brings their a game um you know if heather fur can execute and you know she had some great passes against us on the game on saturday so if she can execute and throw the way she did on that against atlanta i think chicago will probably win
1: okay and, and who do you want to win then
3: chicago <laughs> you know, i just have more respect for the like, girls in chicago than i do in atlanta
1: okay no worries and just to finish off Please, can I ask you uh, what advice you would give to any young female athletes wanting to get into the sport?
3: Yeah, you know, just do it. You know, I've talked to girls around Omaha. You know, we have some great athletes in Omaha that unfortunately have not stepped up and come to trials or even come attempt to play the sport. And I've talked to so many people, and ultimately, it's their fear that's keeping them from doing doing it. And just, it's fun. If you're an athlete and you want to play, this football is one of the best sports. You know, it's America's sport. And it's so much fun. Even if you're losing, it's a blast. I had a blast this season, regardless of the outcome of it. So just get out and try it. You know, it does. If you end up not liking it, that's okay. But just give it a go because it's a great sport and it's a lot of fun. You make a lot of friends. It's just, it's awesome.
1: Finally, I would just like to thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Spamhead
1: Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, Fox Pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spamhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast, too. Visit us now spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that wraps it up from us for another week. Firstly, I would like to thank our guest, Sarah Thompson of the Omaha Heart. Of course, my co host. Marcus Henson, our producer Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions remember all of our shows go out on the LFL 360 website that's www.lfl360.com forward slash radio you'll have this show and all of our previous shows from this season on there as well we're downloadable on iTunes Stitcher Radio TuneIn Radio and our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network And remember, if you want to get in touch with us...
0: Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com.
1: And don't forget to tweet us about our awards at ballhawksnest. And until next time, football fans, when we'll be talking playoffs, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by.